Good evening and welcome. Thank you for joining me. I'm Anne. This morning an image came to my mind of a beautiful diamond refracting brilliant sparkling light. With it came the words of a song. Make me like a precious stone, crystal clear and finely honed. It struck me that a beautiful diamond doesn't get to look like that unless it's been through an intensive and intricate process of cleaving apart the rough, dull-looking stone, shaping it with a laser or diamond-bladed saw before cutting and polishing facets into the stone and then cleaning it in an acid wash. By then, its weight is only about 50% of what it was. The words I remembered are part of a prayer that asks Jesus to take me as I am because I can't come any other way. Although his light is in me and I contain the image of God in my soul, I am nevertheless a crystal in the rough. So I ask Jesus to take me deeper into a life lived in his presence, immersed in the Holy Spirit's wisdom. The reason for asking Jesus to hone me into a precious stone is so he can release, release his light of life through me to shine and to give glory back to the three-in-one God who sustains all. It's easy to sing the words. How wonderful it sounds to be beautifully shining. But how willing am I really to be cut and honed? to be transformed into a person who reflects God's love and life from within me, at work in me. How willing are you? Having bits cut away sounds painful. What will I lose? What will I suffer? What must I let go or have taken from me? Importantly, how will I choose to respond when those things happen? Jerry Sitz's book, A Grace Disguised, notes that sooner or later all people suffer loss in little doses or big ones, suddenly or over time, privately or in public settings. Loss is as much a part of normal life as birth. For as surely as we are born into this world, we suffer loss before we leave it. It is not therefore the experience of loss that becomes the defining moment of our lives. For that is as inevitable as death, which is the last loss awaiting us all. It is how we respond to loss that matters. That response will largely determine the quality, the direction and the impact of our lives. 
The Hebrew scriptures include the prayer of a man surrounded by ruin. Life as he'd always known was in tatters. The city he loved destroyed, the people suffering terribly. In deep anguish, he cries a lament. It's honest, it's raw, it's heartbreaking. Here's part of it. Oh God, look at the trouble I'm in. My stomach in knots, my heart wrecked by a life of rebellion. Massacres in the streets, starvation in the houses. Oh, listen to my groans. No one listens. No one cares. Groaning in pain, body and soul. I've had all I can take. Look at us, God. Think it over. Have you ever treated anyone like this? I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. But there's one thing I remember, and remembering I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. Oh, how great is your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over and over. He's all I've got left. It's a good thing to quietly hope. Quietly hope for help from God. It's a good thing when you're young to stick it out through the hard times. When life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself. Enter the silence. Bow in prayer. Don't ask questions. Wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble. Take it full face. The worst is never the worst. If you're at a time in your life where something precious of value has ended or is ending and you're feeling a weight of loss, may this prayer, that lament, give you courage, help you to take heart, remind you of hope and God's faithfulness. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.